Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Robert Mays from the Athletic Football Show. Uh, writer for the Athletic, he is on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Robert, how are you doing? Always a pleasure to have you on the show. What's happening, Robert? Oh, good to be here, guys. I, I, I'm going to start off just a little bit, um, maybe with a tiny bit of a curveball for you here. I, you know, there's all kinds of talk in Cleveland last week about a new stadium trying to have something when the when the lease runs out here that, you know, the Browns will stay in Northeast Ohio. It's just a matter of, if, are they going to go downtown? Are they going to... Go out to the suburbs, and you're in Chicago, right, Robert? You haven't moved since the last time we talked to you, right? No, nope, I'm in the city. What's the scoop in Chicago right now with the stadium, especially when you look at that stadium where, you know, you took that old, grand old football stadium and you put a UFO in the middle of it, and now all of a sudden it's obsolete. Well, what's going on there? Oh, I think that they'll build a stadium out of the suburbs on that track of land that they bought in Arlington Heights. I, mean, I just think it's, at a certain point there are too many incentives to not do that. You can host events there. You can build a dome there. I mean, the city doesn't, the state, the organization doesn't own the stadium. I mean, the, the city of Chicago owns the stadium. And when you're the third biggest market in America and you think about revenue and all of those things, when you're a mom and pop shop like the Bears are, I just think it doesn't make any sense to not own your stadium and own the land that it exists on. So I think there's just too many reasons to point to them moving out of the city. It's a bummer for people who love the experience. I'm one of those people. You know, it's not super convenient. Even if you take a train into the city, it's still a half-hour walk to get all the way over there to the stadium. It's yeah. hard to get to, but I almost think that's part of the experience. So I'm a little bummed, but I understand the modern realities in place that potentially make it a necessity. Robert, what do you think Clevelanders should look out for as we – because we're in a transition. It could be a fight between the city and the Browns. I mean, they're both, both sides are saying the right thing right now, but – Unfortunately, we've been down this road before, and the team ended up in Baltimore. And I, I'm not, no one here thinks that's going to happen again this time. But what do you think Browns fans and, and fans in Northeast Ohio should keep their eyes open for as far as, a, you know, about what's good for the city, what's good for the fans? I, I think at this point they, they're stable enough where it's not, there's not a ton to worry about. But I don't know enough about the situation to probably comment on it properly. It yeah, I think I'm actually, like- I'm actually kind of looking for the Chicago angle on it. Like – what what you know? What's the emotional, or maybe you touched on it—the emotional roller coaster you can feel as a fan, as a Bears fan, knowing that your whole life you've gone downtown to go watch the Bears. Yeah, I, I think that you just kind of learn to live with the differences. You know, I mean, it, at least for us, it's easier to get out there. You know, when you're looking at a situation like San Francisco, for example, mm-hmm. it feels so remote, and it's a long drive, and it's just tough for people to do it. In Chicago, it's right on the metro line. Even if you live in the city, you can easily get out there. If you live in the suburbs, you can easily get out there. So it'll be a transition, and I think there is something nostalgic and, and cool about being able to watch a game on the lakefront. I mean, you guys know all about that. But yeah. I think that you adapt, you change, you get used to new things. And as much as it's going to be a bummer for people who are used to really watching Bears games this way, I think that in the end it's something that people will just get used to. 
All right, Robert, you were down in Indianapolis for the Combine. What stood out most to you from what you heard slash saw around Indy? That's a great question. I think it's just whatever, you know, obviously this happens every year, but what the quarterback market is going to look like, you know, for both guys that are hitting free agency, for guys who could be available via trade, and then what the top 10 in this year's draft is going to look like because you got a lot of teams that could potentially need a quarterback. So I think there was a lot of Daniel Jones chatter. There was a lot of chatter about, where the quarterbacks will have to be, who would be, who would move up to number one to get their quarterback, what that would look like, who's incentivized to do that. I mean, that was definitely the, those are the biggest topics of conversation when I was there for sure. Um, I'm just trying to, it's a weird spot for us to be in in Cleveland too, again, because we're looking at this without a first round pick. So um, when you, if you look at kind of the groupings of what you saw, where did you think the most talent um, position was? as you watch the combine? I mean, I think it's a weird year for receivers, which it hasn't been recently. You know, the tight end spot is better than it's been in years. I mean, you look at the uh, adjusted athletic scores for these guys, and then even what the tape looks like for a lot of them. And you know, we're talking about four guys that might be arguably first round talents. And that just doesn't typically happen at that position. There's a decent amount of corners who will be available at the top of the draft, you know, offensive tackle. If you're looking for one, in the middle to late end of the first round, you know, I think is a, a spot where you could find a couple guys in this year's class. And then there are some pass rushers. You know, if you look at the top 10, you know, you have three, four guys in that range that could potentially be worth top 10 picks. And that's not always been the case. You know, there have been years recently where we didn't see pass rushers go off until the back half of the first round. And those are guys that are typically overdrafted. And then the, I think I said this, but receiver is just, it's an outlier this year compared to others. And then obviously it's a huge year for quarterbacks. Last year we had a guy, one guy go in the first round. He went in the middle of the first round. I don't think anybody was very excited about him. And I was talking to Dane Brugler on our show Sunday night, recapping the combine. And I said, over under Anthony Richardson's the sixth pick. And he said, I think he's off the board by the sixth pick. Mm. And he's the third or fourth quarterback in this class. So it's just amazing how much the talent can shift from year to year. Robert Mays, The Athletic Football Show, and of course you can read him at, at The Athletic as well, joining us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Robert, let's look at the Browns on this one. I've been asking everybody this week, and I'll ask you as well. When it comes to Deshaun Watson and what you saw in the six games of last year, should Browns fans be worried about what they saw, or is it just rust? I think you should. I don't think it. I think it can be both. I think it can be rust and you can still be worried because – I mean, we're done with the cheap years now. I mean, this is $50 million a year now going forward. So in order for you to kind of reclaim some value on that deal, he needs to play like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So even if he was a little bit rusty, he's a little better next year. Let's say he's the, you know, the eighth best quarterback in football over the next five years. That's not what you're paying for. That's not what you paid for. So in order for you to squeeze anything out of that deal and everything they gave up to get him, he has to be one of the best players in football. So it can be a little bit of rust, but I would still be worried about it. Um, let's talk about Lamar Jackson for a second, because obviously what three thirty, four o'clock today will be the deadline for franchise tag. Um, it sounds to me like that's what's going to happen. And uh, what do you think of that? And what does that mean for Jackson and the Ravens moving forward? It's a great question. I mean, there was some chatter about, them giving him the non-exclusive tag and that kind of seems crazy to me because then you're allowing him to negotiate with other teams but there's an argument that they've had such a hard time figuring out a contract and figuring it out middle ground that you might as well let the other teams negotiate and decide whether or not you want to match 
But even that decision speaks to me of a team that is willing to lose him. You know, for the right price, they might be willing to lose him. And that's shocking to me when you consider how steadfast teams are about keeping franchise-level quarterbacks. But I think it really points to how fractured that relationship has become that we've arrived at a place like this where that's even on the table. Robert, do you think this is going to happen more and more now that the precedent has been set for a fully guaranteed contract? Like, are we going to head down this road maybe with a, I don't know, a Justin Herbert, a Joe Burrow, somebody along those lines where it's going to start getting ugly because the precedent's been set? I think you need unique circumstances for it to happen that way. And we've had some contracts that got signed since then where it wasn't fully guaranteed. The Russell Wilson contract being an example, Kyler Murray. And if you look at the Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert situations, I would doubt that they end up being fully guaranteed contracts because I think that owners will point to the Deshaun Watson deal, say this is an outlier, we're not going to negotiate off this, this is not, we're not treating this as a real contract. And I think that that's exactly what the Ravens are doing. And I feel like at a certain point, these quarterbacks understand why it's important to give your team a little bit of wiggle room. You know, they don't have to do their teams a service and they don't have to give them a break, but I think a lot of these guys potentially will just because they understand it makes it a little bit easier for their teams to build around them. And at a certain point, the money is, what's the difference? <laughs> if you're making $150 million guaranteed, that's probably enough. But I totally understand where Lamar is coming from. You know, the way that he plays, what he's been to that team, and I think that there are outside factors involved in that. You know, I think the union wants him to fight for a guaranteed deal. I think the union probably has more influence on those negotiations because he didn't have an, he doesn't have an agent than some of the other players that we're talking about. So I don't think it's the new standard. I just think that for many reasons, the Lamar situation is a little bit different than the others. And that said, do you think players are looking at this to see exactly what happens when it's all said and done, knowing that if he could do it without an agent, maybe they should be doing it without an agent? Quarterbacks are different. I, I just think that that's important to understand. Like quarterbacks are always going to have different sorts of leverage. And the last guy before Deshaun Watson, who got a fully guaranteed contract with Kirk Cousins, it's quarterbacks are just different. You can be Nick Bosa, and it's just never going to happen for you with an agent, without an agent. So I think that if you're looking at what happened with Deshaun Watson's deal and thinking, this is going to be how I chase my next contract, you're looking at Lamar Jackson in this situation saying, oh, I can chase this sort of deal without an agent. I think that that can be a little bit of a fool's errand and kind of lead to some disappointment. All right, Robert, I'll pivot to free agency real quick, which will kick off next week. What do you think of the defensive tackle and defensive end group that's going to be in free agency? Is that a group worth making an investment if you were the Cleveland Browns to better your team, or are you better off looking around for trades? I think that there are definitely guys worth making an investment in. It depends on what sort of investment you want to make. You know, I think that, it's always tough to shop at the top end of the free agent market. Very rarely are those guys, very rarely do you get value from those contracts just because you're paying a premium with all the teams negotiating with those guys. So if you're looking at, you know, Theron Payne hit free agency, Javon Hargrave, guys like Draymond Jones, those guys are going to get paid. So I think that trying to muscle your way into that conversation, it is difficult to get a lot of returns on those sorts of deals. But you know, there are players a little bit further down the line, you know, especially at defensive end, I think, you know, you know, Charles Amenahu and, you know, guys like that that are going to be available for seven, eight million dollars a year who can be part of your rotation. I've always said that I think if you're looking for stars in free agency, you're probably going to be disappointed. There are occasional exceptions like what Hassan Reddick was for the Eagles last year, but if you're looking for snaps, if you're looking for competence, if you're looking to fill holes, you can always do that, and I think that this year is no different. 
Last question for me, and last question, just um, Geno Smith um, in Seattle. What would you think of that deal? And I know that when I read it, I was like, good for him, man. I'm glad he got paid. What would you think? I definitely feel that way, but I also, when we did it on our show yesterday, we kind of responded to it in real time right as the news broke. And at that point, it was three years, 105. And it's just hard to talk about it with any nuance when you don't know what the actual numbers are. So the numbers come out today, and it's really $40 million fully guaranteed. And the first year is, I think – I think it's like three or 75. So it's more like 25 a year with, I think everything probably guaranteed in the first year. And then 65, 70% of year two guaranteed. That makes a lot more sense to me because I think if you're Seattle, it's just important to maintain flexibility. You know, when you're going for those middle-class quarterback contracts that do now seem to exist, you know, we're at, at a place where again, in 2018, Kirk Cousins got $28 million a year. And then right after that, you know, you're looking at the, uh, the Jared Goff contract, the Carson Wentz contract, the Ryan Tannehill deal, where those guys that are in top 12-ish quarterbacks are making $35 million. Now, if we're back down to where those guys are making 25 to $30 million, when the top guys are making 50 to 52 a middle class of quarterback deal does exist. But I still think that even if you're getting that guy at the correct price for what he is, it's still important to understand what types of quarterbacks win championships, if that's ultimately your goal. And the types of quarterbacks that win championships are top six guys, top seven guys, the elite, elite players of the position, or guys on rookie contracts. So locking yourself into a long-term deal for a mid-tier veteran, I think is just a tough kind of weight to tie around your ankle from a team-building sense, but Seahawks didn't do that. You know, They're going to compete this year with Geno Smith. But as early as next season, if they draft a guy in the top five this year, they could potentially pivot off that. So that's the only thing I like to see with teams that are committing to quarterbacks in that range. If you have other avenues, don't cut off those other avenues. And that's what Seattle did. That's the way it looks. Thank you, Robert. We appreciate your time. Uh, Great job at the Combine. We'll make sure we're reading you in The Athletic and, of course, listening to The Athletic Football Show as well. Thank you, Robert. Thanks, man. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Take care. Robert Mays on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.